Welcome to Queer Alien Blast. This is our episode 40, which is a big one. Uh, we're going to talk about the final episode of season three um, in the best way we can. It's a little bit disorganized. I tried my best with this outline, but I have a feeling we're going to be ping-ponging all over the place. Um, I have a starting with talking about Liz, Max, and Jones which will honestly probably be the bulk of the episode because that's where the attention was most of the time. Um, before we started recording, Nick and I talked about how there's so much science and that continued in this episode. We know it's science fiction. It's a science fiction show, but man, oh man, let's chill on the science, guys. I have not a clue at any point in time what happened. All I know is everybody's back in their bodies. How we got there, don't know. We don't, don't care. care. If they had the ability to switch their bodies with the radio the whole time, why didn't they do it before now? Because drama. Okay. I mean, it's just like a chance for Liz to sound just amazingly brilliant. Like, truly, yeah. it's just like a chance for, and Michael too. I'm just like, okay, you guys are hot and you know things I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Good for you guys. Sure. It just takes up so much time. And I think it could have been a lot shorter. Like the explanation could have been and like the wait time for stuff to happen, which I understand that probably happens. Like I probably scientists spend a lot of time just waiting around for stuff to happen and some like data to to come up and like stuff, but this is a tv show like can we speed this up a little bit like well it's also it's also funny because i'm pretty sure the entire timeline for season three was like a month and a half like i don't even think it was that long and i'm like you guys have made a lot of scientific discoveries in like literally no time at all like it's just wow an unrealistic view i guess of scientific discovery but whatever it all sounds fancy something about ligates i don't know i really don't know um no idea. Nope. Mm -mm. It feels <laughs> like when I watch it, do you guys remember when you were writing papers in school or maybe Sarah, you'll understand what I mean more where I'm using the thesaurus to come up with smarter words that are longer, that take up more space so that I can hit yeah, you try to like bullshit the page, it. Yeah. <laughs> the page link. Oh, yeah. And it, you know, you start every paragraph with like, interestingly, and you know, you just, <laughs> these random words, that's what it feels like. It's like someone said, through like a dart at a dartboard covered in science words and we're like okay we got to say something about ligates and you're like yeah i'm sure that's fine yeah. it's fine they i have no idea smart. i have no idea what they're saying so sure sure it works yeah yeah i was um, watching like that the scene where they're trying to explain what they were something about the serum or whatever and i'm just like uh-huh i totally understand what's going on right now and I, I went to college. I'm super smart. This is fine. I got I mean, this. 
again, I do want someone who like maybe is in the fandom. Like if someone that listens to this podcast as in, in is in the fandom knows about science and knows what they're talking about, even like remotely, like please come and talk to me about like if this this is even remotely accurate. Yeah, make like a big post for us so we can see. You know, when there's posts on Tumblr that are like science part or Tumblr explaining this, like do that for me with this show. And maybe I will like, I want to know more about the science. But right now I understand nothing. I The only part that I understood was the adrenaline part because Kyle explained it. And I was like, yep, that I got that. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle, Kyle explained it all using small words. Yeah. He said like Our- four words. And I was like, yeah, that smart. That's it. And that's why he's our king. Exactly. All right. So all the science aside. <laughs> um, so I did enjoy Echo in this episode. Um, I really liked the scene with I don't even know where they are, but where Max is like strapped to the chair or whatever. Um, I did. I think that's probably one of the best echo scenes that they've ever had. You know, um, Max being the martyr is getting a little bit old, but I think at least this time it makes sense. Like he, you know, he is not necessarily the cause, but his face is the cause for lots of this. And, you know, so all of that. So I really enjoyed um, the things they had to say to one another. And I really, you know, they got to say some things that you would always want your ship to say to one another. And some ships get to say it and some don't. That's fine. Is it, is it fine, Amanda? No, but um, yeah, that's, I think that's the only part that I'm going, like, I'm always going to be bitter about that. They always get it. And like our poor us poor Max fans are uh, like yeah we should get that scene too yeah but um no there were great scenes and that scene with you know they have to like take adrenaline from from Max's body whatever the fuck they're doing I don't know can you take Um, adrenaline from someone's body I don't know that's what they said I have no idea (laughs) I only understood you have a pear-shaped organ in you and I was like what what oh okay tumblr come through yeah exactly um that was so good because we've been we spent three seasons now building up the fact that especially in season one but season two as well that the aliens are very freaked out by science and you know being experimented on which makes a lot of sense and this is literally max strapped to a chair you know, waiting for something, uh, for a medical procedure to be done on him. Um, so it was very nice to see, you know, Liz coming in to, to help him relax and what they talked about. Um, Kyle watching on was a little oh, weird. No, 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 <laughs> no. They did it to Kyle twice in an episode where he had to watch. Obviously, he, Why was he watching? a whole, whole different... First of all, Kyle, walk away. Yeah, Second of all... Why have Kyle and I know he and Liz aren't, you know, romantically involved anymore. They're just RIP to my Kyla's heart. It's fine. And they're actually becoming like confidants and friends and all of that. But you didn't need him to witness 
you know, Liz and Max. That's weird. And then you do it later on with Isabel and Anatza. I'm like, leave Kyle alone. I think the point of that was for him to have some kind of realization about himself or his own journey. But I I didn't get that from like the way they were it was acted or like maybe some line was missing. I have no idea, but I understand that there was a purpose of him watching on. I mean, I assume there was a purpose. But it was a little weird. It was a little creepy. Like after like 30 seconds that you realize what's going on, like just turn around. You can walk least. away. It's okay. You, know? <laughs> you, you can come back later. Um, but come, going back to the, the echo scenes, um, I really like the fact that they both start off the episode with their own like coping mechanisms. Like Liz is doing science and, and Max is going off to speak to someone else. Um, and then they both realize that they actually have to talk to each other about it, um, which I'm less bitter about them doing it because Michael also realizes that. So Mal- Malik's also get to do it uh, a little quicker, but um, it was very good. It was great. Um, well, and I think it's finally I can see I was wondering how they were going to bridge season two and season three, because most, you know, the way season two ended and most of season three Max and Liz were not good together. Like it was pretty toxic, pretty. So I think this level of vulnerability was, you know, something that they really needed. And I think it was, it wasn't, it didn't feel like shoehorned in. It was like a realistic conversation about how they, they feel about one another and, and referencing their history and, you know, and recognizing that they love each other enough to overcome whatever, Um, you know, it was, I did not hate it. It was, it was pretty good. Um, they, they, you can't deny their chemistry. It was really soft, but weirdly intense. Like, oh, super intense. Like almost couldn't watch, almost couldn't watch it. I was like, Ooh, not that it was bad, but it was like too intimate. Yeah. I felt like a little uncomfortable. Like I, like I was looking in on something that I wasn't allowed to see, or I wasn't supposed to see, which I, I'm sure it was really part of the intent because, you know, you got the Kyle aspect of it. Um, but yeah, it was great. I mean, I think you know, it's okay to be uncomfortable watching things sometimes. And that was, that's probably one of my favorite echo scenes of the whole show. Um, and I, I didn't want them to get back together this season until that scene. After that scene, I was like, yeah okay this is this will seem more realistic now um I'm, I'm more okay with this than I was prior to that I do I do love the parallel of, of you know sort of Liz refusing to kiss Max until something occurs like you know it's just it's such a great callback such a great consistent part of their relationship I really I think that that was really 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 well done sometimes Roswell I think hits you over the head with some parallels you know and in some ways it's like okay this is a lot, but in that, that's a very soft one. And Liz and Max have had a lot of really awesome parallels from season one this season. Like it's worked out really, really well. Um, it doesn't feel forced or anything. So, yeah. and their ending was fine. It was, you know, yeah. cute little, you know, I, they finally kissed whatever. Am I going to lie and say that I kind of wish right before they kissed Jones had revealed that he was still there. I don't know. I you know. know. Yes, I was, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna miss I, him. I know. I kind of was like, 
if they want, if they do that, this will be, this will blow my mind. This will blow every other finale out of the water. Of course they didn't do that. They're, you know, they got all out wanted, of Jones. You know what? Because last episode they were like, um, possibly the serum will make Max human. Um, and then. Oh, I would have loved that. I do not remember if they figure out a way to not do that or whatever. Okay, I think they they did. I mean, obviously, because he still has his powers. But I would I, I would have liked for you know when Liz in the final scene asks him to lock the door with his yes. powers. I would have liked for him to like try and do that and not succeed. So you see that he doesn't have powers. Um, that would have been interesting. But I mean, it's fine. It, it was it, it was very cute. Um, it felt I don't like want- the potential there of having a Max that is not only part of, not part of the triad, mm-hmm. he's now, now he's no longer even an alien and spending next season, like exploring the idea of like identity and who you are when everything is, is stripped away that you thought you were and, you know, could play into like, am I just like, so my- good. It could have been good. It would have been so good. Again, we should be writing this show, but um, what do I want to say? Oh, yeah, that I, I, I really like their ending. I think it's a great place to leave them at for like the end of the season. Um, I was thinking that I don't want season four to start with, you know, a time jump like this season or not as big a time jump as this season. Like a year is a lot of time. Um, and we've seen with this season that a lot has been taken for granted that has been as what happened in that year a lot of personal growth has been you know was taken for granted and so especially with all the relationship really that you see in this episode like Isabel and Anata, Echo, Malix, all of those relationships are very new in the way that they are happening right now so I don't want there to be a time jump. Maybe like a month would be fine, like a couple of well, weeks. Well, and I don't think that that's the plan. I think the time jump was only like COVID reasons anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know. That makes sense. So I would imagine that there wouldn't be another massive time jump. I don't know yeah. how you would really explain another one away. I think it kind of only works the one time in a show. Yeah, you know. You know and well, like- and on a personal level, I don't want to miss the whole first year or whatever of Malik's relationship. Yeah. yeah, and Isabella and Anatza. I don't want to yeah. miss the whole first year of that. Yeah. So I don't think they'll do that again. Yeah, but even for like Ma- Max and, and Liz, you know, they're just back together. I would count that as a new relationship too. Like the way exactly. that they framed it. M- very much like Malik's where it felt like a different beginning versus yeah. what, you know, before. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see how they adjust as well. Yeah, I could see like a, like a situation like season two, you know, that they have, they pick up right where they left little off, bit of and then they have like a two weeks time jump. That will make sense. You know, you right. can fill in those gaps with a little bit of telling um, and not lose like a lot of time um, and a lot of relationship development and character development. Um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they jumped a couple months and yeah. got to the point where Rosa comes back from New York because Kyle mentioned oh, yeah. that to New York mm-hmm. for a few months so I would yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple months there which I'm okay with I just don't right. want to have another huge time jump yeah exactly totally all right so moving on to I kind of threw Jones in here with Echo because it you know obviously works um 
I just want to say that I got the only thing I wanted out of this season was Jones and Max being switched and it coming down to someone having to figure out who the real Max is versus Jones. We knew, we all knew it was coming. So, you know, I was a little worried. I was like, nope, this is all I've ever wanted ever since the howdy partner from season two. Like, this is what you're setting up. And I think as hokey as the whole thing is, it worked out beautifully. Like, I love that they switched back and forth in almost a comedic way, but in, in like, you know, multiple times that it became sort of frenzied that obviously, you know, I mean, I think we knew who it was. I don't think there was ever a mystery of who between the two of them it was, but it was still really interesting to see them pop back and forth, especially the Max, Kyle and Alex scene where Max comes back in his body. Like that's, it was just, it's subtle comedy that I really enjoyed. That was um, so funny. When um, we got that, the point where Liz was trying to choose between the two of it. them, my, my brain was just like, Amanda is freaking I out. I was right. living. I was living. I was like, this is all I wanted. I didn't get the rest of what I wanted out of the finale. There's a, there a lot that I didn't get, you know? So this is the one thing. So I, I loved it. And the not very subtle, like white, one's wearing white, one's wearing black. Like it's just such classic Roswell, absolutely no subtlety whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I mean, that scene was a little cheesy. Like, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, okay, we get it. Like you're soulmates. Okay, we get it. Move on. But um, no, it was really funny. Like the switching back and forth, like 14 times were really funny. Um. I did want them to kill the right, like the wrong one by mistake, but you know, it's Roswell. It's gonna end kind of well uh, in the finale, always. Um, and... The one thing I want to say that yeah. I don't understand is I don't know how well you guys know the Peter Gabriel song Sledgehammer, okay? I have no idea. It is very 80s. Um, it is not the song a small female child in the 90s would be listening to. It was the dumbest choice to represent like a romantic moment that I've ever heard. You literally could have said the Macarena and it would have made more sense than Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. <clears throat> My dad doesn't even listen to Peter Gabriel like it's too old for him. Like it does not make any sense. That, that took me out of that scene so fucking quickly when he said sledgehammer peter gabriel i was like are you kidding that plays in the dentist office what are you doing <laughs> so that's my only moment where i was like this we could have had it all we could have had it all with any other song anyway when this show is so when 90s music is such a huge part Why? of of the aesthetic of this show and you pick <laughs> Not the sledgehammer isn't, I mean, it's a good song for what it is. Sure, why not? But that's that's the song that you're going to choose to forever connect your main pairing of this show when you have all of these 90s songs. Here's, here's my thing. That song came out the year I was born. It's old as fuck. The entire, every episode is named from a 1997 song. That's the whole point. So anyway, it was a failure fine we can move past it but just know that it has been in the back of my mind since it aired like what a terrible song choice that aside a very romantic moment I'm glad that it came down to that for her to know who it was um 
Is this going to be our new thing to mock now that Howdy Partner is done? Or like every time we're just going to be like sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like I'm going, I feel like someone should do like an Echo gift set with just lyrics from Sledgehammer. <laughs> just to highlight how ridiculous the, the, the choice was. You know what? Um, I was trying to remember what I was going to say before, but I remember now anyway. Um that I it, it makes so much sense that that scene of the you know having to come to the point of having to choose between one and the other wh- who's the right one who's the wrong one um makes so much sense that it happened now I mean obviously it's you know the big showdown you know all, all of that but uh we've been waiting a, f- a whole season like you said um and it's so cool that it happens now because Jones has become so good at acting like Max. Um, and he couldn't, you know, you know, that it was like episode, what was it? Six, five, six, that he got free and, and we thought he was trying, he was going to try to, you know, act like Max, which he kind of did. Um, and then we were kind of bummed when he wasn't, he didn't last very long and he, he wasn't very good at it. Um, and so it makes so much sense that now he's so good at it that they have to choose between one and the other. It's like, and not even his siblings, you know, it, like Isabel is there. Like, I have no idea which, which one is which, um, which was very cool to see. Like, you know, that they have so, that they're so connected with one another for them to not know yeah, and I do think a casual rich. viewer of the show would have had a little bit more time, a little bit harder time figuring out who is who. You know, I think unless you're in deeply in fandom or you're really, you know, discussing the show every week and you're really sort of living in it, I do think it was, I do think sometimes being in fandom is bad because <laughs> I think some of the intention of the show, especially for Roswell, which I don't think you're meant to spend as much time on it as we do. So I think we kind of ruin the experience for ourselves by being in fandom, which I'm fine with, whatever. But I think that's one of those where a casual viewer, but it would have been even more like dramatic and it would have been even better, you know, interchangeably between the two. It's always going to be the guy in white though. It's always going to be the guy in white. Anyway, it was a good, it was a good way. Everybody spends hours every week, like deeply analyzing every aspect of a CW show weird okay shut up about it um i mean it's fine <laughs> we're adults let's move on Great. good choice um all right anything else about jones or echo i'm gonna miss jones i know it's gonna be i'm really all sad. right buddy. you I'll just king i know you're like a genocidal hump you know <laughs> maniac nope. But you did it so well and your, your charm is going to be missed. You know what I I do want? I do want Max in season four to become a lot, a a little more fun. Right. Like if he keeps something of Jones, you know, also, wait, is he, is he in the right body now? Is he he in his own body? Okay. Cause I (laughs) presumably. Well, presumably that was the whole point that he's now in the right body and they killed Wait, him. but he's just like Joe. No. Yeah, no. but Joe's in Max's body. He was body. in Max's body. Okay, I get it. 
No, no. I know. I, 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 I had the same realization where I was like, uh, <laughs> wait. Please. Although I guess it wouldn't really matter whose body they're in. He got healed. They were both, you know what I mean? I don't know that it would really matter. No, because I was thinking like maybe if he's in Jones's body, maybe some part of Jones maybe. is still there and it can become a little more, you know. For the love of God, though, can Max be healthy? Like, I don't want to deal with Max dying for another. No more. No more. No, we've reached that. We've reached the end of that, of you being able to use that anymore. Like, like someone else be the sick one now, please. Like, can we get to heal Maria, please? Like, it's been four seasons. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, So the next part, you know, we don't have to spend that much time on it because they weren't really all together in the, in the episode a whole lot anyway, but I think I want to talk about the pod squad because I think there's multiple pod squads now, um, and like multiple triads and trios that need to be talked about. So I might as well start with the, with the OG, um, because I like how the show ended with the pod squad. So, um, I enjoyed the Max and Michael scene, the consistent echo and Malik's parallels with Every time Michael brings up Liz, you know, Max turns around and brings up Alex is a plus choice. I'm, you know, um, that, you know, I, I have my issues with Max, obviously, as we all know. Um, but this sort of vulnerable brother talk, I think was needed. I think it was a good choice. Um, especially because they've had Max talk with some really weird people this season and, and, you know, like, the Max and Alex was still kind of weird. I think Michael is a good choice of, of who to talk to. And I really enjoy Michael calling him on his bullshit about being a martyr because Max has been a martyr since day one. So that was nice for Michael to call him out. I go on, go ahead, Mick. No, I just think, you know, it's something that has been consistent in their relationship that just Michael calls him out on his bullshit a lot. Um, it's become a lot more like a lot more like a sibling relationship and exactly like a lot less confrontational in during the seasons um because i do think that they understand each other now and they have you know like like you said michael is a mirror for for max in that way because they're so similar in the way that they react and especially with the people that they love like they're literally doing the same thing like michael is literally avoiding talking to alex the way that max is avoiding talking to liz so they're so similar in that way and i'm so glad that they got to the point that they realize that so they they're not fighting they having tough conversations that they can have with one another but because they understand one another they're not fighting anymore um the if one we don't thing that get was... a, if, if we don't get a scene of michael calling him dad as a joke after <laughs> some yeah. time has passed about jones then what's the point continue please, yeah um, the one that. thing you know speaking of names the one thing that was weird was not in that scene but later on when they're having the fight you know the final fight is that max calls him garen Hey, like, what's with the names this season? What's with the names and calling each other some weird ass names? Hello. Since when is my when is since when has Michael ever called Alex Alexander or called him Mains in that way? Since when is he uh, Max called Michael Garen? Like that's not a thing. Like it's like Maria calls him Garen, Alex calls him Garen, but like no one else does. No one else does. That's so Agreed. weird. 
it's a dumb thing, but I'm just. And it was so you. weird in that situation because that that's exactly the situation that we, you would have used the first name instead. Uh, I like, yes, completely agree. Hate it, hate it, burn it with fire. <laughs> so stop, call, stop. <clears throat> it. Tell me you don't know your characters without telling me you don't know your characters. They call each other specific names for a reason. We've all known that. The whole Garen versus Michael thing for Alex has sort of been turned on its head this season because of what we assumed the reason he was calling him Garen versus Michael didn't actually kind of pan out that way. Um, but no, nobody else calls him that. It's weird. You know what? I think, I don't know if this is true because, you know, Chris has been there as a showrunner since day one, but I think this is kind of one of the things that has... Um, kind of hasn't been consistent since Karina hasn't been there like this season specifically I think she provided a bit of that consistency in knowing she didn't know a lot you know she said multiple times that she didn't have whole backgrounds backstories built for the characters but in that sense I think she knew the characters very well. So I think I think she understood nuance. I think she understood the nuances between the little things like names like that. Like, I think that that was something that's one of the very few things I will say was better, I think, under Karina than it is now. Um, And I'll leave it at that. Um, So I, the pod squad, this this episode and even this season has really turned into, and I want to talk about the final scene has really turned into Isabel with Rosa and Maria. And then Isabel, Michael and Dallas sort of seems like where they're going, but I did enjoy the final Max, Michael and Isabel scene. I thought it was a very like sweet, lighthearted. It's showing that one thing that this show is missing is that we forget that these people like one another, right? They like spending time with one another, presumably. They're friends, they're family. They just like one another. So even just a short minute long scene where they all get to show their personalities, Michael, you know, oh, are we getting sappy love, you know, sappy letters. And then Max revealing the shocking fact that Max Evans has a margarita recipe. Okay. But, you know, just that really cute little thing I think is necessary because I think I, I feel like next season we're going to see uh, some fractured pod squad with the introduction of Dallas with sort of Isabel finding herself outside of them with Rosa and Maria. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I do kind of like when they come together, but I love that they included Dallas. I love that they yes. had him come into the fold and Max sort of let go of, not that he really had a whole lot of this, like, Oh, you know, jealousy or anything, but he did when he was talking to Alex kind of do that awkward like it's totally fine that they have a new person (laughs) everything's great kind of realization that he's not necessarily being replaced but now there's an addition and changing the dynamic I think that that's going to be a factor next season I think you can't you can't not have Max at least have these moments of I'm being replaced you know and I wasn't meant to be in this trio like like Dallas is you know, not that, not that Isabel and Michael don't love him just the same, but you know, they've built up this idea that the, the trio is supposed to be 
Michael, Isabel, and Dallas. And Max is not a part of that. When up to this point for almost 30 years, he has thought that he is. So I think that that has to be a factor next season, but I'm glad that he kind of is accepting of, of Dallas and open to it, like in this season, like right in the finale. I think that that was the right way to play it, but it has to be a factor for next season. Yeah. I was going to say, I really like the fact that he was the one that invited Dallas, like in that. Agreed. That was scene. the best part. Um, I would like to see, you know, next season, how the that dynamic shifts and change to include Dallas and, you know, how Max copes with that and even how the others cope with, you know, having the needs of this new person who's new for them as well, you know. They may know that he's supposed to be there, but they don't know him. So, and also um, a new person, not only in their group, but a new person to being an alien. Like, yeah, you know, I, ho- yeah, I hope exactly. we get with Mike, you know, like Michael said, they have a lot to teach him. I hope that we get to see some of that, you know, a la Michael and Rosa sort of Mr. Miyagi scenes. I kind yeah. of hope we get to see a little bit of that next season as well. Yeah. I really liked how this season um, as a whole changed the pot squad dynamic, I have to say. Like, I really like the fact that specifically with Isabel, but with all three of them, really, that they've shown them to exist as individuals outside of, and learn to exist as individuals outside of the pot squad. Like, all of them, I think Max and Michael were already ahead in that sense. Like, Michael obviously has always been the one that was kind of like, yeah, I'm not part of this. Like, nope I'm a loner like and his journey has been recognizing kind of the opposite of recognizing that he does have people um but I remember at the beginning of the season when Isabel was talking to Jones and you know all of that um breaking the connection thing then with the pot squad and we're wondering is this gonna happen and is Jones going to be the one who does it and in the end it it wasn't like they still have the connection, but Isabel has realized on her own that she's her own person and she doesn't have to rely only on Max and Michael. She has a whole, you know, group of people that care about her. Um, so I think Isabel's journey this season was, oh, great. Amazing. A plus. No, I agree. I think that Isabel kind of spreading her wings and, you know, obviously part of what, why she was so isolated in season one has, you know, Noah did that on purpose, right? Like, you know, you can't, you can't cut her away from, from Max and Michael, but, but he definitely isolated her from everyone else. And so in season two, when she's recovering and, you know, she did have those connections with uh, Liz, especially, but then in season three, you know, she gets, Rosa and Maria and Anatsa and Kyle and like all of these people that, you know, she just, she blossomed so much this season as a person. And it was, it was so great to see. And she, you know, I think that that can only help her relationships with Max and Michael going forward, you know, because she's not so dependent on them for everything kind of like she was in season one. Like if it wasn't Noah, it was Max and Michael. So I loved that. Well, and I want to roll on from this talk because it goes really well into talking about Isabel with Rosa and Maria, um, which is the triad with Rosa, with Isabel that they really focused on this season and and, fo- and, and it worked out really, really well. Um, 
this episode especially but the la- the last half of the season has been a very heavy you know Rosa Maria and Isabel relationship and it's beautiful um I think in all its iterations with this the group the the support they have for one another the love they have for one another the fact that they're very able and willing to be vulnerable with one another and call each other out when they need to and force each other to confront things about themselves that they don't want to confront or are finding it difficult to confront I mean, it's just moment after moment of, you know, Isabel encouraging Rosa or Maria really having Isabel confront the things about her herself that are, are, I think, going to become a bigger part in season four because they brought it up so often about Isabel not taking time for herself and not taking care of herself and sort of running herself to the ground to help other people. And so I kind of hope that comes up again, but just that whole scene you know, calling each other sisters and uh, all the hugs that they've had, you know, all three of them. It's just, it's such a beautiful, it's probably, I honestly, I don't even, not even hesitate to say one of the top three best parts of this season has been the three of them. And uh, almost kind of unexpected. I didn't really know how they were going to do the Rosa and Isabel thing, but it's really worked out well. Yeah. um, All of those scenes in this episode, so good i really liked them um repeatedly using rosa's arc as a recovering addict to help let her use that to help isabel um so everything that she has in her own experience that she's learned to deal with through you know an a and all of that um she's really helped Isabel like and I really like the fact that she's like I cannot help hold your hand through this you have to like at some point I can tell you however many times I like that you have to you know change something in your life you have to realize something but you have to have the realization yourself you have to admit that to yourself um so I really like that and then when Isabel comes back in and then just to just welcome her and you know work together um I also really liked Maria being open and vulnerable and being like we're family so now I'll help you and tomorrow you'll help me um so I hope that means that we're finally getting somewhere with Maria's condition please that's the goal I would hope so I mean I would it's hope that that's seasons. gonna come up again I know well and I really like the Isabel you know, the whole, I want to be part of the pack. I don't want to be a lone wolf anymore because I don't think I even realized until this season, just how isolated Isabel really was. I mean, we've talked about it, but it, you don't really see what a stark contrast it is until she fully admits that she needs other people. And she needs people who aren't Max and Michael because Max and Michael have their own issues. They're always, not that they don't love her and they don't love each other, but they have their own they're both in a lot of ways distant, you know, that's their sort of defense mechanism in a lot of ways. Um, and I don't know that they were always the support that Isabel needed. Um, and so, and, or, and now they all fulfill different functions for Isabel. She has a great, you know, support system or whatever, but I think the vulnerability that Maria and Rosa and the sort of safe space that they offer her is, is something that she really needed and will continue to need. 
Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Um, I, you know, we were all kind of Mary Bell shippers before the big reveal. And I was always, I always thought that was a big loss, but now I'm so glad we have this, this new dynamic with Isabel and Maria. Um, I think it's something that is very necessary for Isabel and, and for Maria. Cause you know, Maria lacks um, family. You know, she has her mom. She has, she has Alex and Liz who are, who are like family. Um, but, but Maria, you know, we talk about these characters being isolated when it comes to that Maria is very isolated. You know, she doesn't have family that she can lean on. You know, she, she can't depend on, on her mom, like emotionally. Right. And so now I think that through Isabel, she has more of a connection with her, where she came from and who she is as a person. And I'm really, I'm glad that I was wrong about being upset that Mary Bell got sunk. Um, and it was, well, just, it's, it was such really- a, it's such a good, like, if you think about Isabel and Maria from that sort of caustic mean relationship that they had, just what a glow up. I don't, I don't know of any other characters exactly. where the glow up is so good and so consistent and really. And natural. And natural, right? Like it doesn't feel forced. This feels like they could still be sarcastic with one another. That's still there, but they really, you know, love and respect one another. And that is not where I thought their relationship was going to go in season one, even <clears throat> not at all romant- romantic or familial or any of that aside. I, that would have been hard to guess in season one. This is where we'd end up. Yeah. I am going to be, to make a small bit of tangent and say that I do miss Maria's other friendships. Same. Now, if you could balance all of those dynamics and give us one scene with Liz and Maria every once in a while, and Maria and Alex, or the three of them. The and- three of them, yeah. Like I, you know, I I get it, and I totally agree. I maybe because we've had we've had more growth between Rosa, Maria, and Isabel this season than we've ever had with Liz, Maria, and Alex. And I'm sorry, there's no arguing that. We've seen them together more. We've seen them have more honest conversations. We've seen them in the same room more often. I now don't really care about Liz, Alex, and Maria as like a, as a group, as a core, like friendship. I, I, if you don't nurture it, I don't care anymore. I would much rather. I'd say, I'd say for me personally, I do miss Liz and Maria as a relationship. And I think it's also because the show does rely on that a lot. You know, every once in a while they'll come up and be like, yeah, Liz and Maria are best friends. Yeah. You you haven't shown that to me in two seasons. Like they have one scene in 13 episodes. And so I think like, we've they've basically forgotten that Alex, Liz, and Maria were supposed to be a friendship. Like I just don't think it's yeah. I don't even know that it Alex was Alex isn't friends point. with anyone. For Alex, because he only has scenes with Michael, which I mean I love that he has scenes with Michael, right? Like that's great. I'm always gonna be here for that. But there's a balance. But, I mean, he has Kyle, I guess, but no. and then he had one, but they, they really didn't. They had scene. one scene speaking. And so now like Alex is not connected to, to anyone else, you know, whereas if he, 
you know, like, I think if you were a casual viewer of the show, you'd forget that Alex is friends with Liz and Maria. Oh, absolutely. I think if you, were then- casual, if you were a casual viewer, you forget that Alex was there most of the time. He does. Anyway, let's we'll move get there. I don't want to we'll be too there. bitter about it. Um, we'll get there. Um, the last, before we talk about Michael and Alex, which I think is going to end up not necessarily being the bulk of the episode, but that's where we'll end on. I do. We're going to keep the Isabel train rolling and talk about Kyle, Isabel, and Anatza, um, only because of what they've really sort of set up for season four that I don't hate in the same way as other love triangles. Not, you know, I, no, don't, I agree. We'll see. I, I like, there's a couple things that I like. Um, mm-hmm. I like that they had Kyle not tell Isabel how he felt because he knew that she was with Anatza because I think that that is the most appropriate course of action. I don't, you know, it doesn't feel like they're demonizing Isabel for being with Anatza because she, they shouldn't be because she didn't do anything wrong. She doesn't really know. She knows something's up with Kyle. And I think that they're, they've sort of planted a little bit of a seed that Isabel could see Kyle in that way. You know, we'll see. But there's no, so far, no one has really been demonized and it's really not, it's not set up in that way in the same way as other love triangles maybe were in the past. So I'm going to leave it at that by saying I, it's unfortunate that Kyle had to witness two women, you know, a former love interest and possibly a future love interest sort of with their, you know, respective partners or whatever. And they really left Kyle kind of out in the cold a little bit um almost regressing back to season two I mean they really left him a little bit isolated and a little bit but obviously all of this is a setup for season four where I would imagine Kyle and Isabel get together I am still holding out hope that this is the beginning of a polyamory storyline if it's handled well but I'm mad at it but I mean, it's it's not a love triangle that I hate. I'm going to hold my judgment until season four and see how they handle it because I'm not. I, th- this is another thing, and we've talked about it in past episodes where it's it's going to be very unbalanced because you've course, got Isabel and a main character and a guest star. Like, so it's already unbalanced. I don't. I'm I'm with you though. I don't hate it, um, but I'm gonna. I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it in season four, considering the track record on this show with love triangles. Right. But yeah, especially exactly. when that love I have trust involves- issues. I have trust issues with the show and love triangles, especially when they said like the scene, how they did it when Anasa comes in and then Isabel is like, stay and have a drink with us. And I'm like, Oh no. Uh, oh no. Three some flashbacks. Bitch. No. Bitch. I was so worried. No. I was like, uh, Lily May or no, somebody no, 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 had no. made that joke, you know, on Twitter or whatever about why why should we have to choose? And I was like, had we not been burned so badly with the threesome idea, it might have been like a hmm, mm-hmm. what we what are we doing here? This is fun. But since all of that happened, I was like, run, Kyle, run, run, run very fast, very far, and get yeah. far away. But I will try and hold judgment for next season. Um, the one thing I do agree on, and I think it's already very unbalanced, like we, with just the two episodes that we've seen, 
or three episodes maybe, with Kyle clearly being interested in Isabel in that way, I think it's already very unbalanced. Like we already got more of Kyle and Isabel than we ever perspective got. Right. That we got Isabel and Anatza. So that's the one thing, and I'm like, but could you at least have tried this season, if not next season, this season, to have given Isabel and Anatza a chance? Like, did you? I don't it, think it, right. they got it, it at all. Because it feels like. I, what I don't want it to turn into is, well, we showed Isabel with a woman and they're not wrong. They did, you know, whatever. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I need a little bit more time with the two of them. I need a little bit more. They're never going to give Isabel and Anatza a chance. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly, I mean, it's, of course it's not going to work that way, but I don't want it to be Anatza's dropped as soon as season four starts. And I yeah, don't want yeah. her to become like Blair where it's mm-hmm. just a passing, like, oh, me and Anatsa broke up, and then we never. No, because you know, they see clearly set it up to be that Isabel right. has a different relationship with this woman than she she's had with uh, with different people before, right? So, and what I'm confused by is that they've had very li- few scenes, and like even in this episode, they're like, oh, I'm so proud of you, you know, because Anatsa got the job in close to roswell i have no idea um so she's staying like we supposed that she's staying at least that's the you know what they're implying but like where where did this come from they just kissed last episode <laughs> like where, i'm like okay i wanted well, to see I a little more don't, i don't i don't personally feel that way i feel like it's a normal reaction even someone that you're casually dating being like hey i'm gonna be here longer you know i felt like that was pretty appropriate for where we've seen their relationship but i'm afraid that that's where their relationship is going to stay like if we don't to me if season four opens and we see isabel and anatza like sort of and we miss all of the part of them getting to know one another or actually dating that's where i'm going to be like okay I don't want it to be an Alex and Forrest situation. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I like don't. If we only see her for one episode for them to break up, then you can keep it. Right. You know, my hope is that the Forrest situation was, how to put this delicately, vestiges of a past writer that they had to find a way to you know, sort of get through and get over. I feel like that's kind of what Forrest was. And they, you know, different visions for who Alex was going to be with or who he was going to be. So I feel like Anata set up completely different, hopefully, than Forrest. And and he she won't just be sort of swept under the rug in the same way. I don't think so. But who knows? But um, also on a funny note, what is it with the wild pony and having people kiss different people than they're supposed to be with? What is it? Like, it was you know, Michael and Maria in the finale for, for season one. It was Alex and Forrest in the finale for season two. It's Isabel and Anatza now. It's like, what is it? What is it with this place? I'm just saying, I have kissed many a person I'm not supposed to kiss in a grimy local bar. <laughs> So, I mean, I guess, you know, it makes sense. A little bit realistic, but yeah, that's funny. I like that there's there's a lot of, you know, parallels in, in all the finales, which I'm, assu- I'm assuming is on purpose. Who knows? 
Um, yeah, this scene fits nowhere, means nothing, is not important, but Kyle Danson and Shania Twain cannot be left out. It cannot be forgotten. I love him so much. I cannot believe that they cut the Let's Go Girls part of that song. That's literally the best part of the song. And Kyle singing that would have been the things we could have had. Um, (sighs) Out of the two unnecessary dancing scenes we've had this this season, I would much rather have Kyle's ridiculous dancing over Liz and Heath. Um, There was a lot of dancing this season. It was like, okay, sure. Why not? I very much, you know... I, I am still waiting for the day. I, I think Kyle got more this season than he did in season two, for sure. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm always eager for Kyle to have like a really meaty part of the entire season and actually give him a love interest that is longer, you know, that lasts longer than an episode. That would be great. Um, not that I think you have to have a love interest to be a well-rounded character, but in this show, it kind of does mean that. I mean, it, it, you know, in the way this show exists, you kind of, you, you ha- kind of have to be coupled up with someone. So yeah. I don't know. Just because you kind of get like a more interesting dynamic and more, it, it kind of means you get more screen time Um, just because you are paired, like you get your scenes right. and then you get the scenes when you're paired off with, one, with someone else. But yeah, I, I did like that in this episode, like they show Kyle to be like a very important part of the team. So like he's there to like figure stuff out along right. with, Liz and you know I, I I like that they included in him in the group scenes. They didn't do that with someone else, but uh. they did not. Um, speaking of someone else, I think we're gonna end the episode where, like we always do, talking about Malix. Um, you know that we would we would not be ourselves if we didn't sort of end that way. I <clears throat> with some time. My, not dislike by any means. I loved the Maliks that we got in this episode. Um, my, some of my disappointment has faded a little bit from what I kind of wanted or where I thought it was sort of going. I still think that we missed out on some really good, you know, stuff with Jones and Alex and Michael. And I still think, I still think that that's one of the biggest tragedies of the season. It was a mistake. Sorry. Uh, better drama was out there and, and much better scenes were out there but if we ignore that part and just take their scenes in this episode in isolation they were very good scenes I like that Michael is doing because Max sort of called him out but Michael's doing the opposite of what his instinct is to do his instinct is to keep things bottled up or you know sort of run away or you know figuratively but I like that he went to Alex and was very openly vulnerable about one you know what he fears could happen if he has to do the things that he thinks he might have to do you know will you still love me will I still love myself you know this is what's been standing in our way for 15 years sorry you don't know how to math Roswell writers but okay um but I, so I did and, and enjoyed that. I thought Alex's reactions were weird. That's where my biggest complaints come from. Tyler made some really weird acting choices, but that's fine. I'm not an actor. I don't know how it goes, but I did like that scene. Yeah, no, I like those scenes. Um, I think what was weird 
was that for some reason, I think there must have been some reason with Tyler or something that he wasn't in any of the group scenes. So that was weird. Like I could, I think they could have really, Alex could have benefited from being in the group scenes as a character and Malx as a relationship as well, especially the last fight. Um, because everyone is there. Like, why is he the only one who's not there? Anyway, um, I, I like the bunker scene. I like the fact that um, Michael goes in and says, I don't want to lie to you. Right. So I was like, yeah, finally. Um, I like that Alex is like, when 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 Michael says um, that he's scared about winning and not, not, not about losing, um, and Alex says, "Can you explain that?" Because like that was that's so healthy. Finally, They're so healthy. Oh my god! Um, so I really like that scene. Um, it, it, I think the timing of it was was a bit weird. Like they kind of they have the whole romantic scene and they are so healthy and they discuss stuff and then they're like, "Whoop, gotta go." Okay, bye. It's like, why? Um, so that I was also- weird. I think it also comes down to I'm so used to them one of them saying something and the other misconstruing it and then getting mad and walking away you know that's become the we're not used to this yeah it's become the formula for so long in almost every Malik's discussion that any other conversation is going to leave me like confused because I'm like this is healthy communication and vulnerability and this is weird like you're just sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop because it always has yeah so I think you know I, I'm like on a funnier side I don't like you know I'm like why did you stop him from saying I love you I get it mm-hmm. it's fine mm-hmm. I'm probably always gonna be mad at Alex for that just like damn you but I you know I get it that's a minor I understand thing. the trope but like right it's eh. but come on we deserve I the one day I love it. yeah I mean it's very it's very them it's very it's it's it makes sense I think it's just I have been waiting so long to have that parallel from the I don't love you from season one, episode 12 or whatever. I think, yeah, I think it's also like that would have really worked if then at the end of the episode when they do win. Right. They got to say all of it. Like the, uh, the, the part. And saying it under, like, I'm glad they held hands or whatever under the statue, uh-huh. but saying it under the statue and then walking up holding hands, I think would have been a really yeah uh, even even stronger parallel yeah because i get not wanting to say it beforehand like you know it's like classic like like drama like if you say yeah. it that means something bad's gonna happen whatever but then you got to give them a chance to actually say it but also the entirety of the season has been maybe six weeks they just got together so yeah like, you don't have to say it even though they clearly do we no, no, you know nobody's Fine. questioning that yeah but let them say it, it at some point I think as long as we get like next season some big dramatic I love you it'll be it'll be worth it mm-hmm. um you know like Ma- Michael walking through fire for Alex or something which is See, something we wanted this season and didn't the get potential. <laughs> but next season you know let's get let's let's make it worth it you know like if we're gonna I, wait all this time and we're gonna have all this build up and all of this exactly you know, then you know let's let's you know we can be a little fan servicey and give us kind of what we want yeah i, I did, sorry i did really like that michael um you know it was like are you still gonna love me if i kill my father i was like right 
Bro, he literally was about to shoot his own father in front of you. Like he doesn't. He literally care. will love you no matter he what doesn't care. thing you do. He will love and you then forever. I really like that the next thing that he said, Am I gonna love myself? Because that's really the point of it. Like the point of it is that Michael is so insecure about it. And that, that then he says that his own self-loathing it was what helped keep them apart for so long. So I really yeah. like that Michael is so self-aware about you know what went wrong for so for so long in their relationship i think they both grow so much you know on their own and that's why they're able to be so healthy together now um yeah and then I, the last scene was so cute it was very sweet and this is where because i again i me personally I mean still think that part of the reason that bunker scene though i liked it part of it why it's weird is that i think Alex's reactions were very strange um, and they were sort of very cold compared to what Michael was revealing about himself. But that's, you know, he's kind of, Tyler's kind of always acted in that way where it's a little bit more subtle. It's not, you know, as expressive as Blamis or whatever. But I liked that in the final scene, it's not that it's any more dramatic, but you really could see it on his face, like how much he loved, you know, just that, I mean, when I was making gifts of it, it is very a lot of frames of the way he's looking at Michael very softly beforehand. And it's very intimate and I loved it. You know, I know that some people, the bandana and the hand and all of that is still an issue. And I totally understand. I did personally like the taking off the bandana off the hand. Um, Michael still can't explain this to people in the town. I mean, that there is a reason that the bandana was there too, like a practical one, but whatever. I like the symbolism of it and, and the walking down the street. It was very sweet, a sweet ending for them. Now, the imagery of taking off the handana in front of the statue of, of, of... Jesse? Jesse, thank you. I know, I watched this show. Um, the, the, the imagery of that was so good. I liked that even almost more than them holding hands and walking down the street in front of the statue. I mean, it's just, it, just, of course, it's just so, yeah. I mean, it's like, a that's the sledgehammer, right? Is that that metaphor and that parallel of the Jesse, you know, oh, that's a weird thing to say after talking about Michael, yep. but that's the, that's the really the parallel that is the most unsubtle that they've ever had um but i liked it it was a great way you know if you're gonna have this weird statue of a of a super villain really then at least have that happen i mean you know it was it was a good choice yeah um the other thing that i really liked is michael saying to isabel that he's going to meet alex oh i know that's a really sweet that was you know uh isabel's reaction was so cute the fact that she's been consistently if not i mean i will say supportive but i mean even if it's been subtle and sort of few and far between and there we could probably spend a whole episode talking about the lack of other characters in malik's you know their sort of support and all of that whatever but the 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 consistent part of having isabel be their champion is 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 really lovely and i'm glad that they sort of referenced that again and honestly i really like that michael keeps casually mentioning alex to yeah. other people in other situations would i rather just have alex there yeah i mean for the most part well, it, but yeah. but it works 
hopefully now that they've had this you know big moment for them like it, it wasn't like they're not going into a, a crowded wild pony like obviously a lot of it was because of covid and what they couldn't right, could and couldn't right, do right, right. inside outside uh, people not be you know um guest stars and all of that um so i get it um it's not them walking into the the wild pony holding hands and everyone can see them you know but it's a big moment for them walking down an empty street basically holding handless it's a big moment for them like it's been 10 years 10 plus years coming um so i do hope that now that they got that moment for themselves because this wasn't about anyone else it was about them getting to have that moment um i hope that it means that we can get them a little more into like kind of group scenes and them being casually just like a couple just like echo can be you know just casually like holding hands you know i don't know being next to one another you know being clearly a couple but in group scenes i want to see exactly what we've been seeing with them with the addition of being around other people you know i i i like their domestic scenes i like that this feels like a new beginning i like that they're vulnerable vulnerable with one another but on top of that i'd like to see just sort of day-to-day casual you know inclusion of the two of them as a couple just like anyone else and again would i have rather seen alex ask michael to go on the date rather than michael telling us that it happened of course but i think that's just a battle i'm never going to win and again, like you said, I think I think I forget sometimes that COVID really does change plans or really did change plans for how things were shot, who was where, you know. So I try to let that be, you know, a little bit more forgiving and knowing that there's there's things that they probably changed. But I'm if nothing else, this is the first time ever that I am super hopeful for next season for Alex. That I didn't end it with like false positivity of no, it's fine, guys. Here's why it's going to work out. You know, like having to like put on a smile on my face to people. But like, actually, I am very much looking forward to next season. Again, it would be nice if we had some idea what was happening next season. But anyway, let's talk about that cliffhanger. Yeah. Quite literally. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I completely forgot this happened. Like I, it's almost like the minute the Malik scene ended, I was like, Oh, episode over. Oh, you have to worry about it. Um, I, I don't know what to say about the cliffhanger. I, it didn't answer any questions for me. It did. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know what kind of questions I, I have. I still don't really know what any of this means. I guess that she's going to come back. Shiri. Is that her name? I guess she's going to, Sherry? Sherry. Sherry. I guess she's going to come back. I don't know how many episodes she's going to be in. Is she going to be, is she a new villain? I don't know. I don't know how this. I screamed when she showed up as somebody who watched the old show, you know, back when it aired. Um, that was, that was a great cliffhanger that I wasn't expecting. I'm so glad they kept that secret. And when she showed up at the end, I was like, can season four start immediately? Because I'm really intrigued by the idea of her coming in and by the idea of her seemingly being a bad guy. But then again, when they brought Trip, and we thought he was a bad guy and he was not. Right. So I'm 
I'm really curious to see what they do. She seems to have some kind of vendetta against Liz. Um, I can't wait. I'm super excited. That was, it was, it was a good ending. I like, it was, it set up some drama. It set up some, some real drama, especially because (laughs) season two ended with howdy partner. Yeah, that worked out. That worked out great. (laughs) But this ended in a, in a, in a, in a less insane, like cheesy way. Like this actually feels like the start of something really good. Um, You know what? Like I was saying that about the season two finale is like, hindsight is such a gift, such a gift. Cause like we, I remember like our season two finale recap and it was like what the fuck is that what are you even going to like why are we getting two maxes no why should i and it worked out so well so no i really like that that was a cliffhanger that they decided to do because like if you look at all the the main characters it was a pretty much a they're all in a good place yeah they're all well, in a good place before that it ended almost like how shows end when they're not sure if they get a new season you know what I mean like where it could have tied it up into a bow if it had to and Mm -hmm. so I really liked that there was some drama that you know not everything because they also referenced it earlier with Isabel and Michael and they were like there's something we don't know like Jones Mm -hmm. you know was was referencing something and there's more to come and so it I like that they tie that together with that. Like there's obviously yeah. clearly some, something we don't know. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, and you clearly have something to discuss, you know, in the hiatus and something to wonder like what is going on? What is she, what is Shiri is going to do in this? I mean, like, who is this new possibly alien? Like I think alien because she's, she wakes up, she, she can talk, she's naked and all of that. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, I, I do like that it didn't have hand and like previous season like someone is in danger someone is dying someone has just been resurrected it's like oh my god how, how am I gonna have anxiety for nine months now like no I'm pretty like I'm hopeful about my main characters I'm happy where they they left off and then we're gonna have something interesting for next season way less anxiety inducing way less anxiety. oh yeah I yeah feel way better I feel way better um all right Nick favorite part my absolute favorite was um Isabel Rosa and Maria specifically the scene where Isabel comes back in and she's like I don't want to be a lone wolf and then they hug her that was so cute. I cried like five that's times that's a good one that's scenes. a very good one that's a very good scene Sarah I'm going to go with the last scene because it got me so excited for season four and I love Sherry Appleby and I really am digging the idea of her coming into the show. You know, she's directed a few episodes and so to have her in the show, it got me really excited for season four and the, you know, it it shocked me like it's, it's a good cliffhanger. So I think that was my favorite part. Um, this is going to surprise no one, but the Max and Jones switching between bodies and the sort of, you know, showdown or whatever, as cheesy as it was, I will, I laughed completely out loud when Max, you know, came back into his body and was, you know, this is not my day. Like that's just classic, subtle comedy, beautiful. We, we love a mistaken identity and all of those. So good choice. All right, guys. Well, we 
are going to take a couple months uh, away from the podcast. We're not going to record anything for November or December. Um, we have done 40 episodes in the last couple of years, which is a lot. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of time we've spent and we all kind of need a break just for life and doing it every week was really intense. So we are going to reevaluate at the end of December about what we're going to do for the rest of the hiatus, maybe find out when the next season even is happening. We don't know anything, get a better time frame. Once we know, we'll let you guys know. We are going to stay, you know, as, as active on social media as we really can. We want to keep interacting with you guys. So keep asking questions or submitting questions or thoughts. Um, because when, when, you know, eventually we'll have to decide, you know, if we're going to do hiatus episodes, what they're going to be about. And we want, you know, we want your questions. So feel free to find us on all the social media, Great Alien Blast, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, but all of them. That's it. And thanks guys. Thank you for listening to us for 40 episodes and for this entire season. And we are so happy you've been here with us. So thank you. Thanks guys. Thank you guys.